A couple of weeks ago, I asked my good friend, Scott Shang, who do you know that helps realtors do video marketing and helps them do it well? I mean, like good, powerful storytelling through video. He introduced me to Bob Regnerus and Brandon Boyd from Feed Stories. They help you create original video content that sells by helping turn your story into a powerful sales engine. What they do is they combine the power of direct marketing, creative filmmaking, and strategic storytelling to help engage and influence your audience. In other words, to help you build your know, like, and trust factor with an audience so that you stand out from the competition. Because remember what I've said before, your single biggest challenge is influencing today's consumer because today's consumer has options. They're sitting in front of a computer with five browser tabs open, interviewing four or five other agents for that one listing. So why should they choose you over each and every other agent that they're interviewing for the job? Well, video helps tell a powerful story that sells. And not just that, video is great for marketing at the top of the funnel. And Bob literally wrote the book on Facebook advertising with Perry Marshall called The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. Long story short, these guys really know what they're doing and they're great at their craft. In this episode, we try to solve the two biggest problems when it comes to video. Number one, I don't know what to say. And number two, I don't know how to get this done. Plus, some additional ideas for how to market all that awesome video content you're going to be creating. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name is Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10-year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers. But it's not as easy as some people, like bullshit marketers, would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. All right, guys, welcome to the show. I'm super excited today. I have Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. You guys went from ad agency to video agency, and you guys help companies and entrepreneurs really tell stories for social media. With that said, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for taking the time. Tell me who you are, what you guys do. I'll start and I'll tell you where our stories converge. So I'm Bob Brignaris. I have been in digital marketing for 22 plus years, written five books. My (laughs) most recent one, The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising through Entrepreneur Press, published in in the fall. I have always been in the paid advertising space. I know there's this whole like organic marketing and different types. I like the predictability of putting a dollar in and getting $2 okay, out. That's awesome. So paid advertising seems to me the most satisfying way to do advertising right. because you get a little bit more immediate gratification. It's measurable. The data doesn't lie. SEO is just never something I could really grasp. Right. So I wrote a book back in 08 called Big Ticket E-Commerce. I had started an agency and we worked with people that sell complex and expensive products and services. And realtors, actually, it was one of the types of clients I right. helped. I wrote a book on kind of like, how do you market something that's ex- very expensive or very complex? Right. And I was speaking around the country, 
grew the agency and got to the point where I needed help. And so I put an ad out on Craigslist for a marketing manager, just kind of a, <laughs> hey, help, help with my growth. And I need somebody that can work with clients and develop strategies. Right. So I put an ad on Craigslist. This guy who uh, is in the middle of our screen, <laughs> at least as far as I could see, was one of like 40 some people that responded. But what he did actually not only got on the job, like he was the only interview. So Brandon, <laughs> why don't you tell them what you actually did to like That's get my attention? Awesome. So I'm sitting at my incredibly desirable marketing job at a printing place in Illinois and I am banging my head against the wall trying to help them understand that we needed to do more kind of direct response, direct marketing. Right. So I started searching. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So I, I was searching and I'd been <laughs> deeply into the direct response world and had been consulting and doing side gigs for a while. And so I see this ad come through. I'm like, okay, right up on Bob a little bit. I'm like, okay, how am I going to destroy the competition? At that time, I was doing a lot of websites, a lot of copywriting. Right. So I made a web page personalized awesome. with his name, convinced him that I'm the man, showed up at his door in a suit, I think, Bob. I know you did it. Above your garage. <laughs> I think I don't even think you were wearing a well, shirt when I came in. I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> that was the second interview. I think we met up for lunch. <laughs> oh, we had lunch. For the first time. But we had lunch. We, we did have lunch, but yeah. yeah, you wore a suit once. So yeah, my background's in uh, graphic design, creative design, video. So I'm kind of the creative branch, copywriting branch of our agency. Right on. And most realtors, if they had lived through 2008, 2009, probably experienced what, what I did and Brandon at the time was we had a bunch of real estate clients who all went belly up yep. at the same time. And when your clients lose money, so does your agent. <laughs> so I, I not only got to hire Brandon, I got to yeah. fire him. Oh, Nine months God. later. <laughs> so Great. So I, I, ride. I, I laid them off along with a bunch of other people that I love deeply and uh, <laughs> oh kind of meandered around for years trying to survive and did okay. But Brandon and I uh, actually continued to work together. So I would get a gig and say, Brandon, I need help with a website. Brandon would say, hey, I got a website client. We need help with paid ads. And we kind of supported each other. I got into Facebook ads in 2013. In 2015, 2016, I actually had an opportunity to go to Facebook headquarters down in Austin. Wow. I had been spending a ton of money, not my money, my client's right. money on Facebook ads, getting great results. And I got invited to this private like invitation meeting. So I was kind of a big deal, at least I thought. <laughs> what was interesting at that meeting, Ricardo, is that I was there to hear from Facebook and Instagram, like what's new. That's awesome. And all they kept talking about was video the, the vp of the newsfeed so there's you know, have all these vice presidents yeah. of these tech firms so the vice president of the newsfeed stood up and he's like hey you know i just want you to know like we're essentially becoming a video company oh wow i'm like huh that's interesting then the vice president of the instagram newsfeed got up and she said we're making a big emphasis this next you know year on video no and way. i was just like all right yeah, so I go down the elevator, I walk outside, I'm on the sidewalk, I pick up the phone, I'm like, Brandon, this is what I just heard. <laughs> and that was September of 2016. We got together in Chicago on October 16 and formed the company Feed Stories. And oh, wow. We have been, we feel somewhat like pioneers in the video space. Right. Obviously, video has been around, but video in 2021 is hot. Heck yeah. Was not so much in 2016, but we, <laughs> we've been preaching the word and evangelize as much as we could over the years. So yeah, we have worked with hundreds of clients since 2016, of, though. Of all industries. Helping them like look good, sound 
good and do good on video. That's awesome. Tell me, for those listening not familiar with what Feed Stories is, what is Feed Stories? It's a good question because Bob and I are always trying to massage. (laughs) So I would call us a small boutique agency where we're very hands-on with our clients, where we pull the story out of you. We'll go in, we spend a half day with you. And we do is interview style videos. And really what we're trying to do is we create videos that go against the traditional norm of, say, infomercial or VSLs or all these kind of high pressure sales types of videos. And we defer and we, we default to rapport building. We default to storytelling. We think audiences are smarter than a lot of marketers can give themselves credit for. Give them yep, credit for. 100%. Marks people have gotten sophisticated. So they're not attuned to the salesy infomercial sham wow stuff anymore, (laughs) unless you just woke up yesterday. So we default to rapport building. We default to storytelling. So part of our role and really our secret sauce is we go in and we pull the story out of people. The way we do it is they don't even know we're doing it um, because people can be so intimidated by a camera. They can be as soon as, soon as they're rolling, like, oh my gosh, what do I say? Which is really one of the two biggest things that are, people have to overcome is, oh my gosh, what do I say? This thing is staring at me. Um, and really, it's just very conversational. It's me and our directors asking lots of really good questions. As we do that, we are building you a sales message. And then Bob does his magic. We'll take those videos. We'll cut them up into 20 to 40 different, maybe smaller videos. We'll put them in a sequence. And, and we'll push those out on social media platforms. One of the things I've been telling my agents is, hey, look, your messaging matters and being able to relate to your audience and tell a captivating story, like all of that matters. When you're doing ads, when you're creating a piece of content, I hate and hate's a strong word, but, you know, I hate it. <laughs> I hate when we default to it's an incredible seller's market. Don't lose out you're going to miss the opportunity to sell your house for top dollar. Like yeah. to me, that's boring. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's your parrot because everybody's <laughs> trying to do that. Everyone's right? trying to do that. So give so, give me something original. So the way I like to set up with clients, I'll give you a little part of our process that is useful. And this is going to be great for your agents to be thinking about is I want you to imagine that there is someone is sitting there with a, with a browser open and they have the agent we're talking to and there's five other agent tabs they have open. Why should they choose you? Is it because you're going to parrot what everybody else is doing? Hey, the best time to buy or sell or whatever. Because I've lived here for 10 years and I'm the number one agent. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. What does that mean? <laughs> Come on. What does it mean? Give right. me something I can chew on. I should choose you. Why? Right. Give me a reason to choose you. And sometimes it doesn't have to be because you're the best and you've sold the most. And sometimes it's a story. Maybe you find out because of the backstory that the kids play soccer together. Maybe this agent supports the charity that you support. It's mm-hmm. rapport building. It's not mm-hmm. look at me, look at me. It's not I'm the best, I'm the best. That stuff can be repulsive. So, and it so actually comes later. I, right? I think people default to making it about me. But when you kind of relinquish that that desire to do so and make it about them, it's, it's yeah. going to have a much deeper connection. I think an agent who would get in front of the camera and talk about the families that they've helped mm-hmm. either get into a house of their dreams or, you know, make the next step from, you know, they're selling a house they love, but they're moving on mm-hmm. to the next kind of stage in their lives is going to be worth more than a sales pitch they could put together. You know, then there's the situations where somebody has to sell because there's a change in family mm-hmm. situation, a job change, really stressful right, stuff. Right now, they, they so, might have you know, lost their job due to, you know, they might have gone furloughed. Right. Sharing stories of like, hey, you know, I helped this family. 
they had gotten laid off. They couldn't take care of the bills and they didn't want to leave their house, but we found them a place in the same neighborhood. There's a lot of ways to talk about it. You know, I, I think a lot of people just want to go, oh, I want to go to the people with the money in the market, <laughs> but there's, there's money everywhere. Part of like what we do, you, you know, you mentioned find my way home. You know, we work with loan officers helping share stories of people that they've helped. And, you know, that's the primary way that we connect people with new customers is just sharing stories of who they helped and how they helped. And it seems too simple. Everyone tries to tell you that it's really complex. We over complicate the process ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Look, Brandon and I do too, right? We're, We're all kind of blinders in our own business. We try to complicate things because surely something more complex is going to be more successful. <laughs> in fact, when we Early. when we strip things away, like it's when we strip things down to the essentials that we find that the the simple things tend to work much better than things that are complex. Yeah. So here's an ad that I basically wrote if you're trying to find seller opportunities in the market. I think the point that I was trying to convey was put yourself in your customer's shoes, make it about them, not about you. So I had a carousel ad where we said, where will we move when we sell our house with so little in the market to choose from? What small improvements can we make to make more money on our house? And then the agent, if you're like most people considering selling in 2021, these are some of the questions that have popped into your head. Listen how we help John and Debbie downsize their house, save their credit, and pocket an additional 87000 in equity. Perfect. To a video testimony of the client. Beautiful. Note about testimonials. So again, another exercise we do when we're kind of talking about these stories that Bob mentioned is I have the uh, have the realtor imagine the bell curve and right in the dead center is their perfect client. Yeah. If they could have 10, 20, 50, 100 of them a year, what would that be? Sometimes we call it the avatar. Then what we do is we tell stories of three to five people right in the dead center of that bell curve. So just like you said, it was a perfect example. Because here's what's happening. When people are looking, let's say for a realtor, now they're watching your success stories, your testimonials. They're looking for themselves in the testimonial. Mm-hmm. That's why testimonials are so key. And case studies, I mean, testimonials have been around for a long time. Obviously, we need them. And they're really, really good. What they step up from a testimonial is a case study where mm-hmm. the realtor is narrating the story of Joan and Bob. Man, Joan and Bob were stuck. They got furloughed. This is what was going on. Da, 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 da. Switch back to Joan and Bob talking. Say, yeah, we were in the middle of a crisis. We didn't know what to do. They begin to tell their story, and the realtor narrates the story. This is how I held the hand. This is how I held That is incredibly powerful. And you're not talking about yourself. There's no pressure to talk about yourself. You're getting to talk about how you helped Joan and Bob and talk about powerful leverage and powerful rapport building and and proof. Highly, highly effective. 100%. A lot more effective than saying, work with me on the best. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, no, people, social proof is everything and people do want to see themselves in the stories that other people are telling. Yes. I want to find people just like me that are in that situation or experiencing the same thing. Exactly. I do it when I'm buying products or signing up for communities and things like that. I want to see, is this for me? And I try to find my people. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, exactly. What do people like you say about it? What was their experience? This might be a little hard. I think a lot of agents we fish for, and I get it, the nature of our business where we're jumping from one transaction to the next to the next. You're telling me, play the long game here, essentially, and build rapport, nurture the relationship. I mean, that's what this business is. It's three things, right? Meet people, build relationships, and close transactions. Mm -hmm. But we all fish for that instant gratification. I want to run an ad and the commission check should pop out. Like we're skipping the part (laughs) in the middle. (laughs) How do you 
get somebody to see that perspective or play that perspective. Because you're essentially telling me invest in this process, but when's it going to pay off? Well, I guess the fortunate thing is that 80% of realtors won't do this. So <laughs> if you're just in the 20% that do this, you're, you're going to win. Look, I, I live in a, a suburban community outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I know the two or three realtors that move the most properties in the neighborhood, not because I see their names on signs. That's that's one thing. But they actually mail us things. They, they run ads in our news feeds. They're there whether they're like selling something or not. So yes, yeah, certainly you'll see things. I've got this property for sale and things like that, but they're involved and they're um, consistent. You, you see them mm-hmm. online, you see them in person, like they're visible in the community. I think one of the things that people miss is that the consistency of being in front of people is key because mm-hmm. I may need a realtor once every 20 years, but think of how many friends and family I have mm-hmm. and how often they need. So multiply that. So Hey, I'm looking to move. I'm looking to sell my house. I'm looking to buy a house. Do you know somebody? Right? Like, well, yeah, I see this person all the time. You know, they're always moving properties in our house, and I see their ads on Facebook. There's an investment there. There's not always immediate gratification. I mean, yeah, Brandon and I are direct marketers, but sometimes part of your strategy needs to be: I'm just going to be present wherever you turn, and when the time comes, there's going to be nobody else that gets considered hmm. because, frankly, you're just there. No, I love that. You're just there. I love that. Mm -hmm. Also, too, with leveraging video is there's an inherent authority that comes from pushing out a video, whether it be a simple, casual Facebook live, just, you know, hey, I'm in a house or I'm in an area or maybe it's a response to a news event or a local event that's going on. It just comes with authority. If someone has the guts to get on a video Mm -hmm. and talk because everyone's so afraid about video because it's so scary, right? (laughs) But just... Getting on a video and talking about something gives an automatic authority over someone writing a message, maybe taking a still photograph. There's there's something about the media and, right. and much more engaging. So we try to remove a lot of that fear. <laughs> do. How do you guys do that or talk me through that process? Because there there is a lot of fear. I don't want to sound dumb. You know, what if I don't know what to say and I stumble? How, yeah. how do you guys, when you're onboarding yeah, a new client? This is... We shoot video, but we use videographers. We actually have two ways, and we, we want to talk about how we, we developed our remote solution. But the traditional way is there's somebody standing in front yeah. of you filming. And being somebody that has to create video a lot, it's pretty intimidating to stand in front of a machine and talk. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Number one, so I, I'm going to give you my experience, and I want Brandon to talk about how we alleviate it. But standing in front of a camera where you're talking to a lens makes you get really small. And, and you tend to like lower your energy, your voice goes, and you tend to ramble, you tend to get quiet. But we're having this conversation. So, you know, we could see each other. Yeah. So when I see you react to me, like my energy stays up and I'm talking to you and I forget that there's a camera in front of me. <laughs> All right. We replicate that. So what we believe is we, we don't script things because only actors and newscasters right. can read scripts, in my opinion. We've developed this process. So, Brandon, talk us through. Like, I really love our process because I use it. Talk us through our process. Sure. I love it. So, you know, the process originally started uh, when I was doing copywriting, when I was doing direct response copywriting. I'd get on the phone with a client for an hour or two, and I would just record the call and ask questions. Yeah. And a lot of time. research. Yeah. Well, it was the customer will write the, the, the story for yeah. me. They will write that sales letter for me yeah. if I ask the right questions. We use that as a model to build out our process. And really what it is, is I'll get in front of someone and 
it's conversational. I'll get them to forget about the camera in about 10 minutes because they're talking to me. Right. A, one human who is interested, who is engaging, who is asking questions, who's listening attentively. And they forget about this device over here that's staring, staring at, at them. them and that's voice. really it. Every engagement we go in and I'm sitting down with a client, I literally say, guys, this is like we're sitting at a coffee place or a bar and we're having a conversation. That's what this is. That's awesome. And it's a lot of work sometimes to get somebody out of their head. Yeah. And I really work hard to do, help people do that. People can be very brutal to themselves in regards to how they sound. But remember, this is just simple rapport building. No one is – we're in an age now where trust is one of the biggest currencies. No one trusts an infomercial. No one trusts a talking head. The media <laughs> trust is at an all-time low. Yep. So people who look and sound like robots, who sound scripted, who sound like actors – there's an automatic discredit now where we used to say, oh, movie star, oh, newscaster, right. oh, my gosh. They don't <laughs> trust that anymore. What is trustworthy is like, oh, hey, I screwed up. Let me start this over. <laughs> that is trustworthy. That is a human. That is a real <laughs> – another thing we do is we do not have our – anybody we work with, we do not have them memorize anything. There's no scripts. There's no memorize this before we get on camera. And we've actually had a few clients that have really tried. They like – they banged out like a five-page <laughs> script that I get. They're like, no, nope, get rid of it. We're not going to use that. I need your authenticity to come through. I need you to respond to my questions immediately what comes to your head, unless in some cases where you're giving really specific data. Sure, you know, put a cheat sheet up there and make sure you yeah. don't forget their exact numbers. But most of the time, it's extremely we're, – we're answering questions. We're having a beautiful dialogue. Another thing that comes up too is – I don't send out my interview questions to clients usually <laughs> before we film. And the reason for that is, is we kind of have to sort things out in our brains in the moment to make it sound really good. So you've Honestly, heard the term that's how you get the pitch. best responses sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've heard the term elevator pitch. Okay. You've got 30 seconds. You got a minute. Go. What's, what are you selling and why should I choose you? Well, it's amazing what the brain does is it automatically comes up with the answer without any scripting, preparation, memorization. Amazing how that happens. That's awesome. So imagine spending some time doing that and just getting these questions. And I ask lots of questions and I will ask them different ways, the same question to get a little different. So one of them, which I mentioned before, is why should someone choose you over their, any other options? I'm, and I paint the scenario. I'm in, my, I'm in my browser. I've got five tabs open. I've got all these realtors open. They're all shiny teeth smiling at me, and they've sold a bajillion <laughs> houses in a month. Oh, my goodness. Who do I choose? Then right. I go right for the jugulars. Why should someone choose you over all these other options? And it's, it's a good, tough question, yeah. but it has to be answered. And I have to hear them answer it. And I don't let up until I get my answer <laughs> out of it. Because it's for them too. Yeah. It's forcing them that's to clarify. Their benefit. Clarify and, your value yeah, prop. Absolutely. So that's one of them. The other thing I look for is I have this concept I like to talk about. It's called shared suffering or shared pain. Where you know when you're in a room with someone and you're meeting people for the first time, what are you doing when you're walking up? You're trying to find common ground. You're trying mm -hmm. to find something we connect on. Bob teases me all the time because I'm not a sports guy. And he knows <laughs> everything about sports. I don't know jack about sports. <laughs> so Bob and I connect on other things. I don't even know what we'd connect on, Bob. What do we like? We like food. Okay, Bob and I connect on food. Hair. So what would hair, yeah. Alcohol, food, and lack of hair. <laughs> right, 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 right. So before we get into can you help me, before we can get into what do you do, people are kind of swimming for common ground. Right. Oh, you like this restaurant too? Oh, your kids play over here? Oh, you like this team? Right. 
people generally are looking for that to like, okay. To ease up. Now we have to, to begin. lower their fence a little bit. Exactly. So I like to introduce the idea of shared suffering or shared pain, and that comes in the backstory. So I always ask for a backstory when I'm interviewing people. I say, tell, how did you get into this business? And usually there's a story about I had a relative, I had a friend who was passionate about this, who, who really loved serving, who really loved real estate. Maybe my, I did this with my dad. He owned rental properties, mm-hmm. and we, I used to help him clean them. There's usually a some story about why usually and if it's it, the story is not because i'm in to make a lot of money because <laughs> that no one wants to hear that right usually there's some connection point rapport story in there somewhere that we start with and i always like to bring that out to show the humanity because it gives people a way to connect over video so we usually start there so that's a couple different ways scott mentioned you guys have a process or, or maybe you're doing this for for find my way home so we talked about doing like an about video. One of the other things you do or, or that you referenced was creating great testimonials or these case studies out of people that you've helped. Scott mentioned that you guys have a camera kit that you send out to shoot that remotely. It's kind of interesting how it developed. You know, we started the company in 2016 and I think it was somewhere around 2018, Brandon and I had this vision for wouldn't it be great if we could just have clients open up their phone and <laughs> We would just be able to walk them through creating a video. No camera no crew, no pressure, but still be able to walk somebody through. We, out of the blue, this technology company based in New York called us and said, hey, we've got this technology where you could do what you do as a video company and directly remote people and create 1080p video. It's stored in the cloud, it's pulled out by editors, <laughs> and it replicates the video process. No and we're like sold. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. So we started testing this in 2018, kind of got it perfected in 2019, but it was kind of slow adopting, just to be honest yeah. with you. We had a lot of people that, yeah, this is great. I can create video from anywhere. You know, we could pe- we have people in their home studio, you know, the home office, their living room, outside, and this little thing called COVID-19 <laughs> hits. And, you know, outside of two weeks in March, when the entire world I was going to say stopped, everything, everything paused for two June, weeks and then... yeah. Boom. Everything paused for two weeks. April, May, and June, you know, were our two, our three busiest and highest revenue months that we had in our company's history because we had a technology that would enable people to to create video. They're stuck in their homes, they can't get in front of people, and we're still able to do what we do. The, The most important part of what we do is that we're not just asking our subjects our clients to talk to a camera they're talking to a person inside of the uh, camera so we call it a virtual film crew yeah all our clients where we do a, a video remote session we send them out a tripod we send them out a lighting kit we send them out a mic like everything they need inside the box they they download a simple app on their iphone or ipad they fire that up they plug yeah. things in and boom there's a video studio <laughs> So we, we love it because now our clients are producing way more video than they ever would have awesome. had. We had to reserve a film crew in a day. That's awesome. People can get yeah. really tripped up on equipment and equipment is oh, the easiest. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, we've had several engagements where we walk in and, you know, they have bought the nicest camera. They've spent a couple grand. They may have even shot some video and they haven't, they haven't pulled that video out of that camera. They're terrified to see what that was. It's usually sitting next to the <laughs> Yes. It becomes a towel rack. Yes. Yes, yes. That's um, awesome. We carry very powerful 
cameras yep. uh, around iPhones. People are shooting movies now on iPhones. It's incredible That's quality. Wild. What we carry in our pockets is far superior to what was out 10 years ago, 20 years ago in technology. For cameras. So there's no excuse regarding, well, I can't <laughs> afford the, the technology. Sorry. It's technology is here and it's great and it's actually secondary That's to awesome. you and how you come across on camera and how you build rapport through camera and film. That's awesome. So if I'm just getting started with video for the first time, brand video or about me videos, maybe a great place to start testimonials uh-huh. and case studies of your past clients. But what else? So we have a set of videos we call our core videos, which mm. is kind of, these are evergreen that we suggest people film, get out there, they land on their sites, wherever they promote themselves. Usually it's a, what, a two to four minute video. Mm. We like to call it a big why video. It's like, well, you know, why do you do this? How did you get into this business? Tell us about you. Give us reasons to like you, to warm up to you, to, to invest in to you. Get, to uh, want to get to know you. Exactly. And then tell us about the unique problem you solve. You know, do you have a specific type of client that you serve better than someone else in the real estate market? Is it an area? Is it an age group? Is it a family life situation? Is it an income bracket? Tell us your sweet Scott, spot. Scott, of, of for example, a people with student loan debt and repayment plans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hone in on that. And then what I like to do is within that video is you want to you want to let people know what they can expect. It's really kind of important. When you work with me, this is what you can expect. And I think ah. it's super critical because we're, we're so review-driven online. We're so, we want to have our expectations set. So we go to Amazon, we look at a product, or we'll go and look at a service, and we'll go and find reviews. Why? Because we're trying to figure out what can I expect from this? Right. Can I expect a good experience? Is this going to solve a problem? Is it going to take too long? So I like to say, tell me what I can expect working with you and talk about it. You can expect that you're going to get a call back within an hour. You can expect, you know, you're not going to have eight people trying to call you. You're not going to get a hundred emails from me. I'm going to take work off your plate as a realtor, not make this more complicated. So that's a huge thing in those types of videos. I also think that some type of a promise, not a guarantee, because I know that can't really be done in Mm. the realtor space, I don't think. The Ricardo promise. If you work with me, here's what I can promise you. I'm not going to blow up your phone on Sunday night at 9.30 p.m. We're going to talk clearly. We're going to communicate regularly. You're not going to have to chase me for information. Mm-hmm. That type of thing is really kind of a risk reversal. I like to include it um, in pretty much any business we work with. And some, obviously, some cases are there's hard guarantees, but in, in, in just a high personable space. Yeah. Give me a personal guarantee as far as working with Ricardo means this. It means, you know, you're going to ease and speed. Give me some communication around what it means to work with you. So that's, that would be my big why video. Then I'd suggest at least three case study videos like we talked about before. Tell mm-hmm. us, give us, give me three examples of people you helped. Give me three of your raving fans and what did you do to help them? And, right and in how the you middle of that bell curve that you described earlier. Yeah. Tell me their story. If you obviously if you can get, get that customer, that client on camera for 10, 15 minutes, which something we specialize in, just making it painless to talk about their story. That is, I would estimate probably the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest leverage point for a realtor is your case studies. Because if in a lot of ways, your front end story is going to be what you're selling is the same. But the case study is going to sell it for you because people are going to see themselves in their situation. I think we do, Bob, we're doing probably 10 different types of videos now for people. The other thing I would recommend is the frequently asked questions. And those are usually off the cuff. Those are the ones which you probably see most getting promoted on a YouTube or a Facebook is it's usually a one-off. Usually it's not an evergreen or maybe it could be an evergreen video. That might be like your your newsjacking, right? Your your take-off current events. 
Exactly. And and that way the realtor is showing their expertise in the moment, in the mm-hmm. area, and it's very, very relevant content. We actually call these consumables, where meaning someone's going to watch it and they're never really going to watch it again. It's probably not going to be relevant in a year or maybe it might, doesn't matter. But it's showing their expertise in the moment. Something comes up in a local area, maybe there was a you know, power outage or maybe there was a something in the water was discovered. Okay, that realtor gets on, talks about it, comments on it. Maybe it's a warning, maybe it's an education, right. but it shows their relevance. It shows they're paying attention to what's going on in the community. It's showing that they're, they're, this, they're paying attention. This which guy is, really knows his stuff or this gal really knows yes. his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Attentiveness. They're being attentive to what's going on in, in the market that the ideal customer is looking at. Very important. Yeah. Now we we had an agent, Jeb. He he did that three days out of the week, starting March or April of last year. Beautiful. So three days a week, he just forced himself to sit in front of the camera. Here's what's here's what happened today. Here's what you need to know. He grew his channel by sixteen thousand subscribers in a year. Awesome. That nothing's. We are familiar with Jeb. We hear about <laughs> Jeb do. all the time. Where do you go, Jeb? That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's great. And Jeb's nothing special, not to burst Sorry, his bubble. He's just out there. He's no, just it's out true. There it's what we say all the time. It's like, it's like, look, honestly, there's nothing special about Jeb. He didn't have the fanciest camera when he started. <laughs> He's just a simple, unassuming guy who loves wings and beer on Wednesdays. And Heck yeah, you know, he comes there to the is. office. There's the report. There's the report point, right? I'd hire him just because he loves wings and beer. I, I don't care how many houses he sold. He, he comes to like he comes to the office. He says, "Shit, what am I going to record today?" <laughs> and then you know that's his moment of preparation. And then he just hits record and says, "Here's what happened today. Here's what you need to yeah. know." Nothing special, but what did he do? The consistency, right? Authenticity. He's, he's real. Hundred yeah, percent. You know, he's showing up and. They can read all this. We're in a video-driven society now. Mm-hmm. Look at those. I mean, Zoom calls. You can pick up when people are being authentic and they're not. <laughs> We're used to it now. That's you awesome. can't hide behind just a text or an email. So you might as well have some fun with this. You might as well let your personality and talk about your wings and beer and you know, have your kids <laughs> run around screaming behind you. You can have a really lot of fun with this. But you get past the initial, like, what do I say? So This next question might be a loaded question. And if we don't have time for it, that's okay. If we, if we need to do a round two, that's fine. Uh, we have all of this awesome video content. You know, we're Jeb. We've, we've been knocking out our content. It's just sitting there now. As a marketer, I look at that and I say, you got a great marketing asset for us to advertise. The stuff that I would do is I would turn around and start creating video ads out of that stuff on Facebook because those ads are going to cost me. They're great to me, correct me if I'm wrong. They're great for top of the funnel. You know, it's a piece of video content that you market to a cold audience, and then you can get really creative with the sort of f- marketing funnel that you create from there. Is that something that you guys do do a lot of? Or yeah. Do you recommend Facebook versus YouTube? We recommend you you be in both. YouTube is very much a how do I do something mm-hmm. platform. Your YouTube videos should definitely address questions and problems that people have. Number one. Okay. You could also pursue pursue a paid YouTube strategy. Although I would leave that for a later time for most realtors just because of mm-hmm. the complexity of it. Much lower barrier of entry would be Facebook ads. So w- what I recommend is that you're going to have people coming in out of the market, mm-hmm. obviously. What, what I like to do is I like to use content at top of funnel to sift and sort my audience. So you're going to run a video view ad. And you're going to be tracking people that watch a percentage of that 25 video. Typically, to 50%. you know, let's say it's 
Yeah, 25, it, it kind of depends on the mm-hmm. length of the video. If we have like a standard one minute video, I would say that your interested audience is probably 50% and above. And what I like to do is I, I'm running top of funnel ads to people that aren't connected with me yet. And then once they're connected with me, then I move them to the middle of funnel and it's a nurturing funnel. And I'll call it like the 28 day engagement or the 90 mm-hmm. day engagement. Anybody that's watched a significant portion, let's just call it, you know, 50% or more of your video content, you want to show them more in-depth stuff. So top of funnel is typically shorter videos that are more punchy, that grab attention. They're essentially a little right. more evergreen and kind of what you hit. But then once they become like, they, they, I call it sending a signal. They sent a signal to you that, hey, I watched, I watched 30 seconds of this top right. of funnel video. Then I move them to an audience. So you basically say, to the people who've engaged with me, I'm going to continue to send them something. So you're going to be running ads middle of funnel. And what you're doing is you're building rapport with them. So these are things that you want to put in front of them that are timely, that help move them closer to a a buying decision or an engagement decision, or it's meant to stimulate referrals, or it's just something that makes somebody learn. Exactly. And there's usually some sort of soft call to action, but there's, you know, it doesn't typically have to have a hard call to action. But what you want to do is not show all your video content to everybody. You want to pick some that like pulls people in, then create a smaller community that you show more of your stuff to. It's going to cost you less money and you're going to get high engagement from those folks. So it's it's a typically a two-step process. Top of funnel cold, middle of funnel awesome. merger. Well, boys, Scott was right. You guys are. <laughs> you guys do know marketing like nobody's business. Yeah, we just scratch the surface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know, we, we, we kind of eat and sleep this every day. We've, we've been lifelong students of, of marketing. You know, Brandon and I, that's it's one thing we have in common is we're just constantly trying to learn. We don't pretend to know that's everything. That's what makes this fun, man. Uh, we are constantly innovating. Well, it is. And Brandon and I have a discussion pretty much at least two or three times a month of, hey, Bob, I saw this. Or I'll say, hey, Brandon, I saw this. And we try to incorporate it. Like, yeah, that appears to be working. We got to try that. That's awesome. I mean, we're always trying new video styles. We're always trying new ways to help clients feel comfortable. I mean, that's just, I I think it's what, you know, keeps us us fresh and leveling up, honestly. um, Yeah, yeah. We're a society about what's (laughs) new. So you don't want to just kind of like, well, this is what works and this is what we're sticking with. I mean, we have fundamentals that essentially haven't changed in years. But there's things that we definitely find that start working and things that fall out of favor. Yeah. So, you know, we like to keep our, our eyes and ears on the pulse <laughs> of, of what's going on That's in the awesome. market. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here and dropping some knowledge. Where can we learn more about you guys, your company, what you do? I'm going to link it in the show notes and then I'm going to take uh, some of the stuff that we talked about and give our viewers a checklist of kind of what, oh, nice. awesome. kind of what we covered. Yeah, come find us at feedstories.com. It's F double E D stories.com. Look for the orange logo. You'll, <laughs> you'll know it when you get there. Uh, we've got a bunch of really like educational stuff, like, you know, what's a good sales video and testimonials. Awesome. And so we got a bunch more learning on there. I talk about deep funnel marketing, which is, I gave you just like yeah. the sliver of that. We got a whole presentation on that. There's Facebook training on there. And if somebody, I I know you have some people that are doing Facebook ads. If they want to dive in and get a copy of my book, they can go to ultimatefb.com. I've got interviews with 10 people that contributed to the book. 
that they can go real deep into Facebook ads. But you know, the book's available on Amazon and places like that. Tremendous reviews. I'm really humbled. We've had a lot of people come to us that like, hey, they read the book. They read Brandon's chapter That's on video awesome. and like, I need video. <laughs> so the book's doing its job to get us out there and help us help people. So yeah, we would love to chat with anybody that wants to talk a video strategy. We'd love to help you through and see if we can get you some more, right more on. clients over the over the next few months. Yeah, love the knowledge, love the energy. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you.